dream expert to the stars, Lori Lowenberg, joined us today because someone was having dreams about me, Wood. Yes, sir. <laughs> Aren't we all, though? And we got to the bottom of it. We also had a misconnections, a uh, little cousin love, but not like that. No, 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 no. And and we learned where the thong underwear came from in the United States. I keep saying the thong underwear. I yeah, don't know why. I don't know why you give it such grandiose. <laughs> I don't know why either. And it's not a dirty story or gross or anything like that. No. But you'll hear it all right now in the podcast. Kelly and Wood. Good morning. It's Laurie Lowenberg. Laurie Lowenberg, it is always a pleasure to talk to you in the morning. Well, bless you. It's a pleasure on this end as well. Lori, people always ask how they can get a hold of you, so we'll give all your social information and everything else at the end of the call. But we got Jesse sitting on hold right now, and she's having a fairly interesting dream. Should we just jump into it? Sure, no problem. Jesse, are you there? Yes, I'm here. So, Jesse, why don't you uh, kind of let Lori know what dream you're having? Okay. Well, it's not so much a, a specific dream. Is There's a theme that it seems like when I dream, the location is either one of three places. Usually it's where I used to work about 20 years ago. It's my parents' house, or it's a house I lived in when I was first married. So those three places seem to always come up. And normally when I dream, I'm usually alone. So that's, I don't typically dream about, you know, my family or anything like that. Um, My question is, so in this past month, I have dreamt about Kelly Jordan now twice. That's me, Lori. <laughs> That's Kelly, yeah. And it's not like I, I don't work with Kelly, I don't see Kelly. I do listen to the podcast daily, though, and sometimes it's before I go to bed. Um, but the dreams were just very random. Like in the first one, I was in my old house trying to get some plants to grow, and I was in the, our laundry room that had a bunch of big windows, and I looked out, and up the driveway comes this yellow Hummer, pulling a big semi-trailer, which I don't even think is possible. And then, like, I I got distracted by it. I go outside, and all of a sudden, the driveway turns into my parents' driveway. So all of a sudden, now I'm at my parents' house, and out of this yellow Hummer comes Kelly Jordan. Um, (laughs) I didn't get a chance to interact with him or talk to him, because then I must have woke up or, or something. And then in my second dream that happened probably a week or two later, I was at my old work, which was a grocery store I worked at back when I was in college. Um, and I would say about 50% of the time I dream, I always seem to be in that location. But I was working in the store, like uh, putting some stuff away. And all of a sudden I looked and, you know, someone walked in the door and it was Kelly Jordan. And I was kind of like taken, kind of surprised by it. Like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, Kelly from the, the morning show. And so I, I go to walk over to talk to them. And then like all of a sudden I wake up. So in neither dream did I ever get a chance to communicate. But twice I've been doing something and I've been distracted by Kelly Jordan. <laughs> That's like wood every day in here. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so interesting choice for your subconscious to use Kelly. This is making me feel super awkward for some reason, but all no, right. No, man, hey, it happens. So, all right, Lori, you got all the details about the dream. We're just going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and you can tell Jesse why do I keep popping up in her dreams in different locations. Sure, no problem. All right, we'll be right back figuring out what this dream means with Lori Lowenberg. Kelly Wood. For some reason, I keep popping up in Jesse's dreams. That's right. And uh, we have dream expert to the stars, Lori Lowenberg, on with us right now. We got the backstory that this keeps happening. We got Jesse on with us still, too. So, Lori, what do you think? So, let's figure it out. These dreams started when, exactly? 
about a month ago. Okay. So we should be able to connect him to something you've been dealing with for about a month now. Um, okay, let's figure out what Kelly would need. All right. If, um, what, what stands out about him? What, what are the first three things that come to mind when you think of Kelly? This is awkward. Oh. <laughs> this I, mean, is, this is awkward. <laughs> I feel like I should leave the room or something. <laughs> well, and I, I don't know anything specific. I mean, I, the, our family is very much into the morning show and the podcast. I mean, when we go on road trips, this is what we listen to. We, we love listening to Kelly and Wood. Um, many times, though, I have kind of related Kelly and Wood's relationship to my own relationship with my husband because <laughs> I am very much married to a wood. <laughs> I mean, my husband is very much like wood. I, he even has a man crush on wood. Wow. And I have identified so many things in my life that uh, Kelly has talked about. I, I think we've had kind of that same upbringing, a lot of the same um, family dynamics with his parents and, and kind of my parents and myself, and even his um opinions on things and kind of his view of the world are very similar to mine. And so I very much identify with Kelly. Okay. So he may very well represent you and your role in your marriage. Okay. So in the first stream, you're doing laundry. I'm actually, I had this big plant thing hanging from the ceiling and I was trying to run strings to various plants to set up like a plant watering station. Okay, and then in the second dream, what were you doing when, when Kelly showed up? In the second dream, I was at work like 20 years ago, back when I used to work in a grocery store. So doing some, you know, putting some stuff away, like stocking shelves. Okay, so in your marriage, have you been trying to, in, in what way have you been trying to take care of your marriage lately, in the last month or so? Um. Well, my husband, who very much like Wood, is somebody who tends to blow up. He gets quick to anger and then quickly forgets about anything that has happened. That and right. that has been very frustrating <laughs> for me. <laughs> so okay. um, I guess trying to deal with his um, irrationality sometimes and his anger issues. We've had a lot of conflict just not agreeing on things. Okay, so... Kelly also communicates for a living. So he may represent yeah. your ability to communicate with your husband. Now, in both of these dreams, he shows up, but there's no communication. So it seems right. like your subconscious is trying to show you one way, an effective way of communicating with your husband would be to channel Kelly, <laughs> something you've learned from him, something in the way he communicates but you haven't implemented it yet because you never get past the point of him walking in the door. Okay. So that's something you're going to have to marinate on. You know, what is it about him? How would, what would Kelly do to be your new mantra? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, don't live by those standards. <laughs> A lot of crying. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do. That's, you know, I, Kelly is very emotional, and I think I'm kind of an emotional person. When I get frustrated, I just go off and cry, and I, you know, think about life. And so I, I think in some ways I'm very much like Kelly. Very much. Okay, so next time the dream <laughs> happens, look at the day before 
and see if there was a communicate a communication issue between you and your husband where you okay. really resonated with Kelly in that instance. And Lori, you always say that our dreams don't just tell us what's wrong. They kind of point us in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in, in these dreams, I'm thinking that the direction it may be pointing you in is what you're doing at the time when Kelly walks in. And one, you're preparing plants for when you're going to be away. And then in the other, you're stocking things. You're putting them away. So I'm wondering if your subconscious is telling you to walk away when your husband blows up. Okay. Which is very much what I do when wood blows up. Yeah. I, just, I sit here in silence, let him <laughs> let his fuse burn out, and then we get back to work. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It that's, works. That's what I do, too. <laughs> so does that help? Okay. Yeah. Well, Jesse, now that we've addressed it, hopefully you won't have to deal with seeing me in your dreams anymore. That so. usually happens. Unless you finally are able to understand the recurring dream, it doesn't come back. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Jesse, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Yep, bye. All right, Lori, how do people get a hold of you if they want one of their dreams analyzed? Well, it's super easy. Just Google Dream Expert, and I will be the first one, second, and third one that pops up, Lori Lohenberg. Right. That's where that's my site where you can set up a, a private reading with me over the phone. We can go a lot more in depth than what you hear on the radio. You can also follow me on social media. I'm Laurie the Dream Expert, L-A-U-R-I, Laurie the Dream Expert on everything. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Fantastic. Uh, Laurie, we look forward to talking to you next time. All right. Sweet dreams. Kelly and Wood. All right. We had Dream Expert to the Stars, Lori Lowenberg on just a few minutes ago. If you missed it, you can hear it on the podcast because someone, for some reason, Jesse, I kept popping up in her dreams. Well, we found the reason Lori got to the bottom of it. Lori did get to the bottom of it because I'm a master communicator. And he honestly, he, dare I say I'm a little jealous. Because you because you're not popping up in people's dreams. Uh, so I, I just but you texted, don't know that though. I texted my wife. I said, Hey, you know, build me up here a little bit, Queen. How often are you dreaming of me? And she responded, and almost never. <laughs> and Damn, that hurts. I do dream of Rip from Yellowstone often, though. Your wife texted you that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other people texting in. How about Amber texted in, dreaming of Kelly and Wood? Sounds like a nightmare. All right. Okay. Well, you don't have to be mean, guys. <laughs> like We do have feelings, you know. A little bit of feelings. Hold on. We, we got someone on hold says they dream about you. I'm back. Right, here we go. All right, so you dream about what? What are you guys doing in the dream? We're we're sailing the, the seven seas and we're drinking. Oh, all right. Well, Wood doesn't drink, so. Yeah, and I don't sail. <laughs> Wood, you're drinking Coke. I'm drinking Captain Coke. Fantastic. The captain. Now, who's the captain? You or me? I am. The man drinking the captain. Wait a second, does that make me Gilligan? <laughs> I don't want to be in your dream anymore. Stop dreaming of me. Swap the poop deck. <laughs> hey. Not that kind of show. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jack. Now, we have Natasha actually on the phone right now. All right. Natasha is a friend of the show. Yes. Um, actually, unfortunately, lost her husband a couple years back mm-hmm. and says she had a dream about him. What's up, Natasha? Hey, Kelly. How's it going? Good. What's up? Hey, Wood. Um, I had the weirdest dream last night, and I just had to tell you guys. Okay. okay. What's up? <laughs> it was, I don't dream about my late husband very often, but he was in the dream, and so was my fiance, and they were like... It was like I was in love with my fiance, and then my husband came through the door and like wasn't dying anymore. He was he had just been injured, so he was just away. Mm. And then like we 
they were in bunk beds and I was on the floor and it was morning time and <laughs> rolled over and one kissed me and said, good morning, I love you. And then the next one hopped down off the top bunk and said, good morning, I love you. And I was just like, I've never, it's, you know. And then I had both of them in the same dream, and that, that was just really weird. Yeah. You know, would if I may analyze this dream, because we've talked to Lori Lowenberg many times, and I think that I, I fancy myself an amateur dream analyst. Let's all buckle in here. I would say that that, is, that is your brain telling you that your, your husband is giving you his blessing with your fiancé. I sure hope so. Doesn't it feel that way? I, I think so, because there's been a lot of back and forth, like, oh my gosh, am I, you know, there's a lot of guilt when you get married again after losing your spouse. I so, bet. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's it. Well, that was good. I, here, I thought she was moving to Utah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, would leave the analyzing dreams to the professionals. Fair point. <laughs> Have a good day, guys. Natasha, thank you so much for calling this morning. You're welcome. Bye. Kelly and Woods, small town salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Cavalier, North Dakota, population 1,246. Pretty interesting. Their population quadrupled in size back in the early 1970s because of the U.S.'s anti-ballistic missile program. That happened during the Cold War with the Soviet Union, and that's a huge deal for a town that covers .86 square miles. That's why Cavalier, North Dakota, you get today's small town salute! That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. <laughs> These people are looking for love. Oh, I love it. We'll help them find it. It's Miss Connections with Kelly and Wood. That's right. Wood will now use the power of radio to find two people who almost had love but didn't quite make it. And we will thrust them together with 100,000 watts right this, now. This one's labeled, You're Better Than Your Cousin. Male for female. Okay. Lacey... I can't get you out of my mind. You're driving me crazy. Ow! I'm drunk, and I need to get this off my chest. That's the perfect time to do it. I can't stop thinking about you. Your cousin is good for me, but you are everything she is and more. Mm, A drunk man's words are a sober man's thoughts. I don't care if people will talk doo-doo about us. He didn't say that part. I will fight every single one of them and win. Man's a warrior. That is what love does. You are dang right, I said, love. You read that right. I imagine he's yelling at this point in time. Right. Is it in caps? I don't want to lose your cousin if you don't want me, which is why I don't make move on you yet. We're starting to get a little the drunk typing. You're uh, reading this verbatim, I assume. He is a wordsmith. Yeah. I don't want to steal that from him. I need to know you feel like I feel I do. You are always looking at me and laughing at me when no one else is. <laughs> and it makes me feel like I want to love. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know that I have a good job and a good truck, and I love everything you are. That's what every woman wants. It's a good start. Right. It's better than a bad job and a bad truck. And, and, and then he loves her. Right. Already. That's a, that's a foundation to build something upon. She makes him want to love. If you are open to me, tell me, and I will make it happen for us. But if not, tell me too, so I can focus on your cousin. Right. Either way, he's a happy man. Let me start my life with you. 
Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't this um, kind of get back to the cousin at some point anyway? I, I mean, but if he has what he wants, what does he care, maybe? Right. But what if he, what if he loses them both? And what's he going to do? Well, I mean... You can't cuddle up next to a sweet truck at night. I'm guessing he's hoping Lacey will keep this discreet and say, no, I don't want this, or... And then, you know, then it's done and not put you on blast. No, I'm telling my cousin everything, man. You wouldn't? Oh, I'm opening up, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's family. Family above all. Isn't that what you taught me? That's that's true. Yeah. But well, this is love. You think he'll make a connection on this one? No, I imagine he passed out somewhere, <laughs> pants around his ankles. Oh, the worst is if he doesn't remember writing this, and then his whole world just comes crashing down. Still open on his phone. There were times where I'd like open up my phone, and by opening up my phone, you know it was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh God, I sent that last night. You slide the sidekick open. Yep. Ew. Like, oh no. Mm-hmm. Well, what this ain't about that, though. Oh, no. This is about trying to find love for two people. Well, actually, no, they didn't almost have it. Well, there's three people. One guy has love. Two have love for sure. Right. Possibly? Will the the third come around? Only time will tell. Oh. And speaking of time, I bet you have another one for us next week, because luckily we have the power of radio to thrust two people back together. Oh, my. And a little something we like to call misconnections. Making you feel better about to go hand in hand. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. All right, Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We'll give it a trashy score, put it up on the trashy scale in a trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes. That's where we have ourselves a little bit of a love triangle. Now, where does it go down at? It goes down at the gentleman's club known as Baby Dolls. Oh, yeah. That's when a man walked in. Now, the problem is the man is the ex-boyfriend of one of the exotic dancers. Her name not listed in here. We'll just go ahead and call her Destiny. Love it. Now, Destiny and this gentleman had broken up a couple weeks prior. Now, since then, Destiny has found love in the arms of the bouncer at Baby Dolls. Okay. So, when the ex walked in, you could tell, you could already figure where this is going. A little heat. Troubles are brewing. Now, at some point in time, the ex-boyfriend and the bouncer got into a little bit of a, a heated argument inside Baby Dolls. Destiny wasn't about to sit by... And let her man, her new man, fight her old man without getting involved. So as the two started to shove each other, that's when Destiny decided to get involved by throwing what authorities call a large amount of rolled up money hitting the X in the back of the head. Must have been a knot, man. As you can imagine, that money then went a fluttering. Setting off a stampede of customers and strippers trying to pick up the small denomination bills. When authorities got there, the ex and the bouncer were still fighting. There were people all over the place trying to pick up money. Once they got everyone situated and separated, the two men were arrested, as was Destiny, and taken to jail for misdemeanor domestic battery. Yikes. Mm-hmm. That's a hot mess right there. No word on how many strippers were able to pick up. Just a few extra bucks. A little extra money mm-hmm. to go towards college that night. That's right. You know, I used to work at that, that nightclub, right? And before we would let everybody in, they would have male strippers there 
for the you know for bachelorette parties and things like that, and I would play music for the male strippers. Oh my God! I hope my kids aren't listening right now. Sure they are. They are really getting a good look into dad's past. But Love either way, dad. doesn't matter. The money that they would hand me to tip me out was disgusting. I can't imagine. It was it was sweaty. Mm-hmm. It was covered in oils of some sort. That's right. And it would gross me out every time. I would go to the bar and be like, please give me some different cash than the cash that Cruz just gave me. Well, you can't stick that dollar bill without licking that dollar bill. You know what I mean? <laughs> licking stick. That's right. All right. Well, I wasn't doing anything of the sort, Would Make that money. Let's give it a score, shall we? Okay. All right. So we're going to give the fact that... Um, Destiny's ex shows up at the strip club causing trouble. Mm-hmm. It's trashy. Seems like. Let her go, man. You, you had your shot. You lost it. You missed Destiny, if you will. Right. <laughs> nice. Is that why you gave her that name? Just for that no, ending part? Okay. It just came to me. Um, so, okay, 175 for uh, showing up at the strip club, yeah. uh, starting a fight. Um, I don't know. Getting into a shoving match with her new boyfriend, that's pretty trashy. Seems like it, especially I'll, at a place of work. I'll give that 150 points. Getting hit in the back of the head with a knot of money. At a gentleman's club, the field's trashy. That's textbook. I don't think I'll ever find myself in that position. Um, So I'm going to give myself a... Or give her... Fingers crossed. 175 points on that. Um, Somebody was arrested, weren't they? Uh, All three. Oh, geez. That's 225 points. Mm -hmm. Um, And then everybody scrambling to pick up the money is trashy. Is it? Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. If there's a reign of George Washington's... You're grabbing some? Heck yeah. I mean, I'm turning around and giving it back. I ain't come here to work. All right, I'll, because I don't because we don't agree. I'll give it 125 points. All right, that's a decent score, but pretty low. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, is that it? How about just throwing a few points for getting arrested at a place called Baby Dolls? All right, sure. I'll mm-hmm. give it a attack on another hundred. What do I care at this point? Points to the points. All right, are you ready for today's score? Come on. All right, today our gentleman hanging out at Baby Dolls, catching a knot of ones to the back of the head, earns himself a whopping. This is crazy. 950 points. Trash. Kelly Wood. All right, let's get this over with. Minute to win it. This is where we have one minute to throw out as many answers to a topic as we possibly can. The last person to throw out their answer wins minute to win it. Mm-hmm. Today, Brian Riley, we are going to do board games. Oh, great. You're not a board game person? I Honestly, I'm trying to think of the last time I played a board game. Oh, man, we play board games in my house all the time. I hate board games. <laughs> I know. You don't have the patience for I it. I don't. I, I flat out just... It, it just... You know, because then people start, don't start paying attention. Right. And, you well, know. it's hard to play with kids. I get very frustrated playing with my children because I'm like, hey, either we're going to pay attention to this or we're going to stop. Yeah. And, you know, counting up the dice. Like, let's go. Come on. Right. Let's let up. Yeah. Well, or, a Monopoly takes six years to finish one round I won't before, play Monopoly. before you buy, like, a hotel. You know what my you know what my kids do that drives me nuts when we're playing, like, Monopoly or anything where it take, you have to roll the dice and move the piece is they bang the piece on the board. As they're moving it, so like everything's flying all over the place, and then you don't know who had what by the time they move their piece. It's because you have no control of that house, right? And they're just like, all right, one, two, three. I'm like, all right, just slide it along they the like board. They like the sound, Kelly. They like the sound of the probably, the but then punctuation like of it. now my hotel moved from boardwalk past. It's just it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. All right, are we ready? I was trying to give you guys some time to think of some of these. Okay, that, that didn't help. Minute to win it. Board games. Let's go. Monopoly. Connect four. Oh, is that a board game? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it comes in a box. Life. Life sucked, too. Yeah, that's a bad one. Because you always start as the doctor. That was the most money. Shh. Bacchus. Then you get kids. Bacchus. Yep, look it up. What is that? I don't I, think it's, that's, in our, it's in our closet at the house. That's not a real one. Checkers. Ooh, chess. That. Yes. Road to Catan. Oh, that's that new one. Yeah. Uh, that game how was about hard. Battleship. 
Nice. What about, I guess, Dungeons and Dragons? Is that one? Yep. Sequence. Ooh, that's a great game. That's fun, right? I, I like that one. Uh, shoots and Ladders. Trivial <sighs> Pursuit. Dang it. Ooh, I can only get the sports oh, questions. Scrabble. That's eh, another Ugh. smart person game. Trouble. Smart me Trouble. If you're good at Scrabble. <laughs> Trouble. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that was going to be mine. I got one in the holster. I'm saving for the Candy end. Candyland. That's good. Oh, crap. That was, um, Boulder Dash. Oh, good. That's made up. That's made Risk. Parcheesi. No. Yes. <laughs> Wait, is there a game called No? Because I was screaming that. Hold on, let me look. <laughs> no board game. What did you say? Parcheesy? Parcheesy, dude. Dang, dude. You held it to the very end and won. Yes. By the way, there is a board game called No. No, it doesn't uh, count. I, I looked at a board game, geek.com, no board game. But you weren't screaming it out. You were screaming as an expletive. You weren't screaming it as, hey, here's my yeah. entry no, I knew, into I the... I knew it was a game. The fact that you had to look it up if it was a game. All right, well, tomorrow we'll listen back to the tape. <laughs> As we've had to do like seven times on this stupid game <laughs> to see who the hey. actual no, it's not a stupid game. It just feels stupid. Mm. And we will find we will determine when would your win gets an asterisk right now because we can't pull the tape immediately. We'll do it tomorrow and we'll see who won. That feels For good. the meantime, Wood is the winner of today's yeah. minute to win it. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Now, I promise you this isn't dirty, gross, or sophomoric, okay? So get your minds out of the gutter. This is actually very interesting. Now, the thong underwear was introduced into America in 1939 during the World's Fair. That is when the mayor of New York City ordered all new dancers to wear something covering up their bottoms so the city didn't seem so trashy. He had, okay. he had been to Greece, he had been to Rome, and in those places, the thong was kind of becoming something that they were you know, wearing over there, but obviously we didn't have the internet, so we didn't know about it over here. So I guess he didn't invent the thong, but he was responsible for making it popular here in America. He brought it back. Now, who was the, ma- the mayor of New York at that time? The one, the only, LaGuardia. The same person who the LaGuardia Airport is named after, is responsible for bringing thong underwear to the United States. So they named an airport after him? No, he was also the mayor of New York back then. Oh, okay. So I'm thinking that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. They, they named him the airport because of the thongs. That's what I'm thinking. Not because Six of in one, half a dozen the other, right? Huge fan. But Love did, your work. Right. <laughs> Here's an airport. But think about that. Now that and that was his answer to making the city not seem so trashy during the World's Fair was to make the the exotic dancers cover up with thong underwear. Did that really change anything though? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what it was like back in the 30s. I thought back in the 1930s if you saw a woman's ankle, right. you got all hot and bothered. And let's be honest, it was here before then. Everyone's gotten a wedgie. You know. Right. Boom. That's nature's way of bringing it to us. Well, no, cuz that's painful. A right, wedgie, a wedgie is painful, but it's I, still. I can't thong, imagine thong underwear may be uncomfortable. I don't have any personal experience with it. Right, that's what I'm saying. It can't feel good, or does it? Because it's so freeing and so loose, lightweight. Now or it's it just it gets like in all the no, it gets in all the nooks and crannies. I've asked people, and they say once you're used to it, then yeah, it is like the only way to go. Because then you don't feel anything. We could get my wife on the phone and ask her. You should. And uh, most of them, I think a lot of women do wear it for like uh, pant lines and stuff like that. I'm sure she would love to share her intimate knowledge with us. Good for her. Good for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's worked so far, right? We've made it this far. We've been married 13 years. Now, the main kini, I'm 100% out on. Yeah. Like the swimsuit and stuff, like what do they call it? Like a European yeah. style? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, but even just like a regular <laughs> up over one. the shoulders. Yeah, just <laughs> even like a regular one. No, thanks, man. I, yeah. I, I can't. Be, I can't. I got to go board shorts. Yeah, same. So I, you're I agree. gonna be the outlier in Europe if you ever go to Europe. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. I, I have will, no interest in that. I, was saying, I can almost say in my entire life, I will never be in Europe. And there's a reason we've saved their bacon twice in a world war. It's because they're all walking around like that. <laughs> Just saying, y'all throw on some board shorts. Well, Maybe we wouldn't have to come over here and solve things. They're probably, probably having a hard time reproducing strong men right. with holding it so close to the, you know. Meanwhile, us over here. Swinging, swinging low, sweet chariot. Running stallions. Yeah, but they have no splash when they dive. Now, I promised this wasn't going to get sophomoric, and we are very borderline getting sophomoric here. Teetering. So we'll just end it then. Have to. We learned something today. Thanks to LaGuardia, the mayor of New York, who you've probably flown into LaGuardia Airport before, is the reason why we have thong underwear in these great United States of ours. Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I really did until we started going off the track there at the end. And I'll have another one for you tomorrow. Will it be a home run? (laughs) Who knows? Will it be about underwear again? I don't know, but I know that I'm going to find it interesting, and it might be only me that finds it interesting, and I don't care. I'll look you right in the face and say, ha, <laughs> Kelly and Wood. Welcome to the bonus track, our first break from 540 in the morning. Lord, were we all over the place this morning. I twisted my brain into a noodle. And we talked about the smartest and dumbest states in the country. Yeah. Our most educated and least educated. Right. According to Nerd Wallet. We talked and about that for a little bit. hearing our discussion... We're probably moving Minnesota in the wrong yeah. direction. My brain still hurts. I don't even want to think about that question anymore because it hurts. Shout out to the twins. You'll see what we're talking about right now in our bonus track, our first break from 540. Kelly and Wood. Four's not even hot. Yeah, it is. Four's not even hot. I had to give Hardy the respect you deserve. Chat room's empty. Wait in the truck. Wait in the truck. Boy, a lot of controversy surrounding that song. Really? Well, because the dude commits murder in it. Well, yeah, but... So there's a little controversy around that. But there's other songs that have overt violence in it. Oh, absolutely there is. I mean, Carrie Underwood beats the hell out of that guy's truck. I know. And he hasn't even cheated yet. That, that, that part always gets me. Like, you can't just walk away. You gotta destroy everything the guy owns. Yeah. And before he cheats on who? You again? Like, are you getting back with him? Maybe next time he'll think before he cheats on who? I'm guessing the next gal. Like, right. you know, doing it for the sisters. I'm uh, Sisters before misters, man. That's that's what the kids are saying. But did he cheat on her and she's doing it before he cheats again? Or is she like, hey, he has some cheating tendencies. I'm going to wreck his truck. Maybe next time he'll think before he cheats. Well, maybe he's cheating because you're a lunatic who's beating the hell out of his truck. There's a lot of holes in that song. Ah. You know, but hey, if you bring that up, what you can be, you can get yourself in cancel culture. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think we're allowed to have an opinion. I think mm, not. Not today. It's twenty twenty three, brother. You know, Carrie Underwood was right. Destroy the man's property. Take him down, sister. Are you ready or not? You Boy. don't look. You don't look ready. You you apologize to me. I'm sorry. That's right. <laughs> Woo. You know, I'm, I'm going to give you a pass on that one. Thanks. You know what? I'm that, trying to keep it fresh. My, Michael Jordan hit every shot, as I said yesterday. I'm running out said of work. Oh, speaking of the chat room, I think your uh, cousin's Facebook account has been hacked. Oh, why is that? Because I got one of those messages, hey, is this a picture of you? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's... Well, is it a picture of you? I'm not clicking on it. Yeah, don't click that link. <laughs> I don't think your cousin has old pictures of me. Or the, hey... Did you see so-and-so died? That's like the latest one I've gotten a lot of. Yeah, I never fall for it. I've got some moron in my messages I've been talking to for four days. This guy... Who's got that kind of time? Right? I'm talking about you. 
Oh, I mean, I don't That's sit their, there. Their job is to scam you. I mean, literally every time, you know, if I go to the commode, I'll pull it out and see what, oh, what's the scammer up to? And, you know, I'll send back. This poor guy has sent me to the store five times. I've had him research, like, what's the closest store right. for him. I, honestly, he may be the dumbest scammer of all time. Well, when a scammer gets scammed. And, and I've always said it. I have no problem wasting my time to waste their time because right. if they're wasting time on me, they're not stealing money from a little old lady. That's what that's what I always imagine right. is getting their money stolen. You can take the hit. You can take the twists and the turns. Yeah, what do I care? Put the system on trial. You know, oh, you got $50,000 to your doorstep. By the way, you misspelled doorstep. Yeah. I doubt the money's there. When I was uh when I was like really really thick into DJing weddings, I would get there was a there's a service called Wedding Wire where you can advertise yourself and then people contact you and I would get so many scam contacts to there and you could always tell because the English was always just messed yeah. up. It's like if you're gonna scam somebody, maybe run it through Grammarly or something like you would think. Like get it right, you know. It takes a couple of seconds to try and scam somebody. And uh, there's like a Facebook guy who I follow who like literally he's a hacker. Yeah, and I don't use that term like everyone else. Like this dude can literally like go back into their computer, yeah, and steals their money and deletes their files. I love it. I yeah. love like if I could give that if I knew of a way where I could like support that guy and throw him some money, I absolutely would. Well, one hundred percent. Because I, it, I've always said it, man. If you put me on a, tri- a jury, and maybe the fact that I'm saying this, I'll never get put on a jury. Hopefully not. But if I'm ever put on a jury with somebody who did something to a child, an elderly person, or scam somebody out of their money, I'm telling you, whoa, lock them up. You're not, the the county, state, federal, whatever who's footing the bill. They're not even buying me lunch that day because right. my guilty <laughs> come back in. Justice must be swift. Like a guy doesn't even get to walk out. Boom, guilty. Well, I would get these scams where people would be like, "Hey, we want you to come DJ our wedding. Um, our florist only takes cash." So can we give you an extra $1,000? You know, like, they're like, do you take credit cards? I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, can we give you an extra 1000 Then you send it back to us so we can pay our florist in cash. Like, come on, man. Yeah. That, maybe in the 80s I would have fallen for something like that. Well, I wouldn't even have been old enough to DJ a wedding in the 80s. But, you know, maybe back in the day before everybody knew that that was a scam, I would have fallen for it. Mm-hmm. it just, just like the, hey, I found an old picture of you. It's like, what? <laughs> the other one that'll get you, when I was looking for a car way back, if you go on like, you know, Craigslist or anything like that, and you look for these cars, and it's, hey, I'm overseas or whatever, you yeah. know, I'll ship the car to you or my friend will drop the. It's just, it's honestly, you've put more time and energy into figuring out a scam than if you got up off your lazy rear and went and got a job. Right. But you can scam someone from your couch. You can, there's a lot of jobs you can do from your couch now, too. That's right. My God, put in an actual honest day's work, but these cats just can't do it, man. You and I, Because you and I think differently than they do, Wood. Maybe. This makes me think of something I actually saw this morning about the smartest states in the union. Mm-hmm. I was just, just kind of like going through some show prep stuff and whatever. And do you know that Minnesota falls at number nine on the smartest states in the union? I'm not surprised. Right. So, like, look, you're, mm-hmm. we see through these little things. It, so you're saying since you and I are here, we've elevated the entire state. <laughs> right. So what's the number one state? Number one state, uh, most educated states is Massachusetts. Okay, so a up there st- in the... A state you can't even pronounce. No. <laughs> it, you know, like, I was, I, honestly, my guess would have been New Hampshire. 
Like uh, that old money. New, New Connecticut. Hampshire. So Minnesota is number nine on the list. Uh-huh. Uh, New Hampshire is number eight. Yeah. So right above us. I'll, I'll give you the whole list. What the hell? Because you know everyone in that state is named like Chester. Right. You know. And Chaun- all, I yeah. bet there's a lot of Chaunceys. And it's old money. Uh, Virginia, number seven. New Jersey is number six. I just don't see, I, but I'm thinking stereotypes. Right, I'm not you think thinking, Jersey Shore. Right, the mm. Sopranos. Oh, hey. take it, hey. Mm-hmm. Colorado, number five. Vermont, that makes all these like up there New yeah. England states. I, I don't even know if that's, I don't even know what technically is New England. I believe it's always, pretty much New York and up. I always throw it out there and I don't even know if I'm saying the right area. Connecticut is another one. Yep. Uh, then Maryland and Massachusetts. You want to hear the you want what well, we got a few seconds. You want to hear the least educated states? This, and I'll say this: I with I I have no <laughs> knowledge of this, but I guarantee you, Mississippi, Alabama, it's all like the southern states. Dude, you 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 ain't never lied. Listen, mm-hmm. so unfortunately, this one hurts a little bit. Texas is number ten. Okay. Uh, which I know for a fact. I lived in Texas for a long time. Their school system there is terrible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mexico, New Mexico is number nine. Kentucky is number eight. All right. Uh, Nevada number seven. Oh, yeah, interesting. I'm shocked by. The, I'm not shocked, but uh, Oklahoma. So here we go, dude. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma is number six, least educated. Yeah. Uh, Alabama. Yeah. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Louisiana. Yep. Mississippi. Mm-hmm. West Virginia. That's Ooh. West Virginia's number one. West Virginia. West Virginia is, honestly, some of that stuff is sad. Oh, about that, dude, like I, that fentanyl stuff. I was telling you, and Brian Riley, and you guys made fun of me, that I've been watching a lot of documentaries lately about Oxycontin and fentanyl, mm-hmm. and West Virginia is getting destroyed by that stuff. Yeah. There's a, there's, a, there's a city in West Virginia called Oceana, and they call it Oxiana. Like everybody, the dude, there's a dude on the documentary, which I don't know. I've never understood this in documentaries. How does someone just on film, like, yeah, I deal Oxycontin? Like, wouldn't the police be like, cool, Jim, we'll see you this afternoon? Well, maybe the fact that, you know, well, we've asked Mike Bryan about that stuff. Like, if you admit something, but the, you, like, no crime, quote unquote, has been. Well, selling Oxycontin is a crime, is it? Right, but and in you the, just saying it, I don't know if it's enough to get you arrested. Well, in the in the documentary, Oxiana, this dude crushes up a Oxycontin on the coffee table and snorts it. So, uh, but maybe that's is that not illegal? I guess if you have a prescription, is that, I don't know these things. Yeah, that's why I'm watching all these documentaries trying to. Because I'm not going to lie to you, man. The whole fentanyl thing is is a little bit terrifying. Oh, not even a little bit, very bit. And, and I'm sorry to go serious this morning, but on one of the documentaries I watched, they said like uh, um, the amount of fentanyl contained in a little packet of sugar could kill 500 people. Oh yeah, like there was a carload. There was a carload that got stopped. They said it had enough fentanyl to kill like the United States. That's insane. Yeah, it, it is some horrifying stuff. But you go back to West Virginia, man, that used to be like mining country. Right. And like all the mine. Look, I've, I've full on admitted numerous times I could not do manual labor. Right. right. We all know this. But mining and stuff? Hell no. That's, that's, beyond, that's beyond blue collar. That's black collar. Like no one stood up in the meeting. We're like, hey, we're going to take this bird down. By the way, if this bird dies, we got to get out because right. things are going wrong. Nah. <laughs> I, thanks, guys. But I'm going to I'm gonna peel off the back here. The old canary in the coal mine. That was a work ethic that in like those pictures where you saw like little kids and stuff going down. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. And there's the black a black lung. There's a picture that hangs in one of the bars that I hang out at and it's a, it's a bunch of miners that are like fresh out of the coal mine mm-hmm. and just black from head to toe. Like yeah. their clothes are black. Their faces are... It, it's insane, dude. They're cut from a different cloth than we are, Wood. Uh, Jesse texted in, uh, Southern states may be the least educated, 
but it's beautiful country. You're not wrong. No. West Virginia's gorgeous. Uh, absolutely. So, in my opinion, so is Texas. Mm-hmm. But, you know. And I'm telling you, man, there's nothing wrong with rolling through the South in like, a, you know, March, April. Oh, man. You said it, brother. Now, I have something to bring to the table today. I am all ears, my friend. Now, I, I'm trying to work on me. Trying to be a better wood. And we all appreciate it. I know that in the past, at times, when I'm talking to someone, I'll start to think about something. 45 seconds later, I realize they're still talking to me and I've paid no attention. Oh, that happens to all of us, man. And it happens in meetings a lot. Yeah. Where all of a sudden, what do you think, Wood? And I just nod, point at whoever's, whoever's the most important person in the room. And say, I agree with them. Yep, I like their idea. And that's it. And they, honestly, that has saved me numerous times. Mm-hmm. But I had a thought yesterday that honestly twisted my brain into a pretzel. All right. And my wife was talking to me for a solid five minutes, and I had no clue <laughs> that she was even in the room. Like, this is how much this question. Now, if you are, a, 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 if you are or have raised identical twins, I, I need help here. Okay. Let's hear it. This freaked me out yesterday. Let's say you have identical twins. Yes. Kelly Jordan, you and I are identical twins. There's baby Kelly, baby Wood. Do we look like me or look like you? We'll look exactly like me. All right. Oof. Our mom, our dad, how do they tell you apart until they get old enough where like their personalities are enough to differentiate between the two? Meaning that mistakes could be made when they're young and you're like wait i thought that was chris that are you i thought that was kelly that's actually wood this was my thought honestly when you have identical twins when they're young why are you even naming them because like if you were in a if you put it look i put baby kelly in a diaper i put right. baby wood in a diaper phone rings i run outside the room i come back they've crawled off i have no idea which baby's which you're right you have no now, idea okay i i see where you're going that has to happen what 15 times and so you're accidentally swapping out, and you're like, well, you used to be Kelly, now you're Wood. I, or you used to be Wood, now you're Kelly. When you were born, you could have been baby Wood, but by the time you're six, when you're able to start figuring out who you are, you're baby Kelly at you're that point You're back to being Kelly. Okay, this this is very interesting. I I would bet, I bet you, that parents can tell a difference. No. I bet you. They're identical. How are you just going to shut it down like that? Yes, they're identical, but they're not identical, identical. Like their eye, their eyes may be a little more spaced apart, or one may have a the nose isn't quite as round. Or I bet you, I bet you a mom can tell the difference. Hey, Probably not a dad, but hey, I bet a mom can. Real quick, off the radio. Yeah. Do you not know what the word identical means? Dude, yes, I do know what identical means. Okay. Just but what I, I I knew quintuplets that grew up. Wait, is quintuplets five? What's five? Quadtuplets? No, quad Not, would be four. So I think quintuplets may be right. I knew I knew quintuplets that lived down the street. And were they, they were, identical? They were well, except for one. It was odd. Four of them looked alike. One didn't. I don't know what was going on in that house. That but, maybe seems like that baby. I don't know. Maybe they got swapped the, out. Got the leftovers, maybe. But no. What I'm what I'm trying to tell you is yes. I know what identical means. But even when you meet identical twins, a lot of times they have small little differences that you can tell them apart. But when they're an, an when they're a very tiny baby, what I'm trying to tell you, man, but you ain't listening. Okay, a, a mom would be able to tell the difference. I bet you a mom, a dad, probably not. We're probably not as observant mm-hmm. as the mom is. But the mom has carried these children in her body for nine months, 
She knows these kids before they're even born. Yeah. And once they're born, like, oh, okay, Kelly has his ear folds a little different on the side or little subtle things like that. I knew identical twins when I was in middle school. They played football with me. They were the safeties. No one could tell them apart. The only thing they could tell them apart was that they wore different numbers. Right. I get that. But you're their friends. You're not their parents. Parents spend their entire lives gazing upon their child. Well, thank God we're actually getting some help here. People are texting in. As a stepmom of identical twins, there are definitely differences between them. See, I Michelle, told you. But again, I think that's, I'm just asking if that's, an, uh, Michelle says paint a toenail on one. That's what I was thinking. Do you put a little marker on them? Pam says, my dad says, duh, they put your name on the bottom of your foot. They I, do? I'm, I'm dead serious. Uh, right here, Jordan. Sometimes they paint toenails different colors to tell the kids apart. That would make sense. Ashley, my best friend, had identical twins. She could tell them apart after a week. Yeah, see, that's what I'm. So, but then there was a but week. That one week <laughs> was of confusion. Wouldn't that be weird if you don't even know which one you are? And how would that work later in life? That's what I'm saying. Dude, right. this is this is making my face hurt. I'm and trying to think about this. This is what happened to me. I was sitting there by myself in Andrea's bite, you know, the, going over the grocery list, and I'm just nodding because, like an idiot. Because just say, think about that. Say again, you and I are identical twins. We're born, right? <laughs> baby Kelly, baby Wood. Right. But they named me Kelly on my bassinet in the recovery room. It says Kelly. But then when they get home, they accidentally put me in Wood's crib. Now, does that matter later in life? Like, that's can I still go get my driver's license? That's like an... How would it affect my life? Or would it affect my life? Right. That's like a question that all of a sudden you start unwrapping the folds of time. I'm getting sick to my stomach. Emily texted, my best friend did this. Uh, they put one in blue and one in pink. But were they identical twins? What about when you did the diapers? Did, could you only do one change at a time? Probably, probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, it's not like they're pooping at the same... I mean, they're identical twins, but their bodies aren't synced up in their digestive schedules. Yo, those little kids are pooping constantly. No, that's true. Uh, Becca said, I had a friend that has identical twins, and she could tell them apart. I don't know how, but she could. Moms, or is that something they just say? Like, oh yeah, I can definitely no, do it. No, moms be knowing, man. Moms be knowing. I have heard of a family that used to put permanent marker spot on the bottom of one of the baby's feet so they could keep them straight from Emily. Do you know my mom is a tw- my mom is a twin? Not an identical twin. Yeah. What do they call it? Fraternal twins? Right. Or whatever. Yeah. She had a twin brother, actually. Man. I wish I wish I would have had twins. That would be cool. Because they, of course, they say they have that connection. Right. Which I think was like proven somehow like scientifically. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. Okay. We always talk about the videos of uh, soldiers coming home that, that choke us up a lot. Oh, yeah. Like whether it's the kids reacting to it or like when a dog sees their mm-hmm. their owner for again for the first time. The, the the videos that also get me are when they show twins fresh out of the womb. Oh, man, it's like almost choking me up. I don't think I've ever and, seen And one. they'll like be hugging each other or like, oh. the, like their arms will be searching out for the other one. And then like they'll touch and like they instantly stop crying. Oh, man, those videos get me. Well, I haven't Ooh, seen I, any I don't know that. why it's making me so emotional. Well, I'm an emotional guy. That's yeah. probably why. But I haven't seen a video like that. Oh, oh God, I'll... those get me so bad. Like. And then, like they'll even say, like they they know what the other person's doing. Have you seen the videos? Are the story about the identical twins that were separated at birth? Two guys, and then they found each other later in life. They had both married women of the same name. Like they both married a woman named Rose. They both were like uh, mechanical engineers. Like they both like led, led these exact same lives, but they were separated at birth. That's spooky. Isn't that weird? 
I'm getting goosebumps. I don't know what the hell's going on with me this morning. You blew my mind too early. That's the problem. But you know, like I have such a connection to my brother. I mean, you do that, you know. Oh, absolutely. And then imagine that almost like on steroids. Yeah. To me is like a wild, crazy idea. How about this? Tracy says, my mom dressed us in yellow and pink and painted one of our toenails to tell us apart. I'm an identical mirror twin. So there we go. There's there's the answer. Okay, but there have to be... There has to be something different. Identical twins share 100% of their genes. Fraternal twins share 50%, and it's considered ethical now to separate twins at birth or to adopt them separately. Oh. So it was against the unethical. Okay. I was going to say, that seems harsh. Yeah. Like you said, you know, to have that sort of connection with somebody, especially if they don't, you know, tell you. Look, man, there's things going on in this universe we don't get. Man, I can't believe how many... Janelle says, I have an I have a twin brother. My mom is an identical twin. My brother and I have never had that twin connection, though. Oh, wow. Okay, I guess it I ha- think they say, like, being a twin is somewhat, like, inherited. Like, right. you're more, like, predisposed to have twins and things like that. I mean, my wife probably doesn't wish that we had twins, but I, I certainly do. I, But, honestly, I have no idea how you parents as twins got through that oh it's got to be a nightmare because you got to think even at night like if one starts to cry it's going to wake up the other one right man. like oh oh that you always talk about you guys wanting to have another kid i'm like i don't think you're remembering what it's like oh no you definitely remember the highs right and because me and my wife even thought about that we we're like maybe just one more and then it's like yeah i never got up with the kid at night you know because obviously i had to work in the morning so andrea did all that i'll see i was doing afternoons on the radio at the time so i always got up at night with the kids yeah but, and it's so funny, too, to think about how much time and effort I put into, like, warming up the breast milk and mm-hmm. just just the right temperature and all that. It, uh, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. But you remember in the highlights. Right. And I just remember those moments of in the rocking chair, you know, you're with them and their eyes are slowly starting to close. And those are good moments. Man. I remember a time Everett deuced everywhere in the mall. And uh, you want to talk about war flashbacks? Yeah. Like, I, I practically <laughs> ran out of the mall holding a naked baby. Yeah. And, I don't I re- feel bad about it. I remember making our trips from Texas to Minnesota, and uh, I remember when our when Presley was just a tiny little baby. The amount of blowouts she had in her car seat on those twenty hour road trips. That's a long. Do you know how many trip. outfits we just threw away at the gas station? Wow, yeah. Like, what are we going to do with this thing now? We can't have it in the car. That's for sure. Uh, my grandma's an identical twin. She herself had two sets of twins, and I wow. have cousins that are having twins. Jeez. That's cool. Keep an eye on that family. They may take over the world. All right, dude, we're running crazy late now. Should we do some history? Come on. Turkey Tim says, man, you guys are going deep today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, It's my fault. No, no, it's not. All right, let's do some history real quick. We'll make this super quick this morning. It was on this day all the way back in 1959. Barbie was born on this day all the way back in 1959. Hate me if you want. I don't mind that song. I love this. Barbie, let's go party. I love this song. I don't give a dang what you say. Now, her original measurements were 39, 18, 33. Her measurements now are 36, 18, 33. So they took the bust size down a little bit on Barbie. Oh, all right. Yeah, you're more, more obtainable, I guess, to the average woman. I don't know why they No, No one has an 18-inch waist. <laughs> no. What the hell's the matter? With I was going to say, that is a small, small waist. Maybe when I was a fetus, I had that. That looked uh, weird. All right, and then uh, let's see here. Uh, on this day, all the way back in 2005. To my fellow journalists in places where reporting the truth means risking all. And to each of you, courage. For the CBS Evening News, Dan Rather reporting. Good night.
Dan Rather, final broadcast on CBS News on this day back in 20, 2005. Back when you only got your news for an hour a day. Your yep. local news and then the national news. And then that was it. You know what I've been doing lately is watching uh, like TV commercials from like the 80s and 90s on YouTube. It's just a fun trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, we were such better people to each other back then. Like there yeah. just there wasn't so much. It, it almost makes me sad. I'm like, there wasn't so much. We are going too deep this morning. Yeah. You know who had great pipes? Tom Brokaw. Yes. I'll bring us back. Thank you. That dude could read the phone book. He did have good pipes. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely still, right. I, he's still with us, I believe. I have no idea. Is Dan Rather still alive? I don't know. <laughs> All right. On this day in 2022. So I was six years old. I was getting hooked to the game of golf. My, my dad was playing, and he was a member and was able to play at what was called the Navy Golf Course in Long Beach, California. Tiger Woods inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame. On this day back in 2022. He and Mike Tyson are the only two athletes that I've seen with my two eyes that beat people before they even played. Right. Like the mental of, oh my God, there's no way I can beat this dude. Yeah. And it was over before it even got started. When Mike Tyson used to come to the ring... That fight was over. He was an animal. He looked, you know, the the, the towel cut out. And the yeah. same thing with Tiger. When the, he put the red shirt on on Sundays, it didn't matter. That dude was going to win That's when so he was cool. at his peak. It was something to behold. Uh, on, and then let's do some birthdays real quick. I only, I only do this one because I think if you were a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, you remember this guy. God, I get asked this question all the time. Who's the boss? Brian Bosworth. The ah. boss. And then, of course, his career pretty much got ended by Bo Jackson. Now, how did Bo... Because I know, like, he was hitting people in a weird way where his shoulders got... Like, the boss's shoulders got all busted up. Well, but, like, he was, like, this superstar, and then Bo Jackson ran over him on Monday Night Football, and everyone was like, okay, he's not a superhero. Bo Jackson's a superhero. Uh, But he's got to be 57. Ah, you're close, my friend. Brian Bosworth today is the ripe old age of... 58. Hey, nobody could rock a mullet mohawk oh. like the boss. That dude had the sweetest spiked. I, I cut my hair like his. I wasn't even a sports fan, and I cut my hair like Brian Bosworth. And I got to meet him back in 2000, maybe 12, 13, when they did a, a 30 for 30 documentary about him. Yeah, it was just, actually a good one, too. He just I watched it, and he just happened to be in the break room at the old radio station I was at. Hmm. And I'm just in there, you know, doing my thing. I'm like, holy bleep, Brian Bosworth? I got a picture with him. Well, remember, everything's cyclical. What's the, what's like the style today? Like the pit viper glasses, the yeah. mullet, the that's exactly what he was wearing back Dude, in the. 80s. I was watching that state high school hockey com- uh, hockey competition, yeah. <laughs> hockey tournament. Yes, hockey tournament. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, and those kids got mullets, man. There's some kid with some serious flows down there. Yeah, uh, and then finally, all right. So now I feel dumb for doing this. Celebrating a birthday today, also that people is the lexicon. Cato's a freeloader. It kind of it fell in the term, but people didn't understand that I was. Never not working. Cato Kalin, it's his birthday today. That dude's a bum. Yeah. Uh, the luckiest thing that ever happened to him is two people got sadly murdered. Mm-hmm. Think about that. He's, I have no idea, 67? Uh, you're actually kind of close. <clears throat> He's the ripe old age of 64 today, and boy, he has rode, rode that pony for a long time. Oh, yeah. What's he doing now? He's got to be like valeting cars. Uh, no, I'm, I think he just does, I think he came out with a book. And then he's on like talk shows. He'll he'll probably pop up on an episode of Celebrity Family Feud once in a while. Nobody got hurt more by the collapse of VH1 than Cato Kalen. <laughs> yeah. That's just a fact.